You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. Now I'm going to move on to what I think may be a bit of a difficult conversation after that. Kasim Lekhwati, who is Acting General Secretary of Donosa. Good afternoon, Kasim. How are you today, Kasim? To you and to your listeners, I'm very happy and excited yes. for this day. Listen, Kasim, let me ask you a general question because, you know, you represent so many. How are the nurses feeling at the moment? Uh, in, in, in general, nurses feel that they are not appreciated mm. um, by the employer. And the employer in this case, I'm referring both to the Department of Health, yes. the public and the private sector. Oh. Um, why do they say so? Is our, their salaries are not really market-related. Mm-hmm. They have forced quite a lot of them to even consider going to for greener pastures overseas, mm-hmm. compromising the family fiber and leaving their families behind. And in most cases, they go out there, they passed on without the necessary support of a family around. The other thing nurses are still betrayed and frustrated is that they have to carry the burden of the Department of Health Mm. because the patients out there have a a certain expectation and the nurse being the forefront is the one who must carry the brand and being insulted when there's shortage of medication being attacked by the very same community they are uh, supposed to take care of. And uh, nurses are just not being appreciated. But on this particular day, and this is, hello? You know, Kasim, I was going to interject, but I'm not going to because I want you to, to, you know, say as much as you want to before I even ask you my next question. So go ahead. You were saying on this particular day? On this particular day, as nurses, we feel very... Um, appreciated mm-hmm. and we saw for the first time that the Department of Health could, under the leadership of uh, Dr. Zorinkiza, to demonstrate their appreciation for nurses by the gesture they have demonstrated today. In most cases, when we have International Nurses Day, the department don't come on board to celebrate with us. Uh, and that makes nurses feel very welcome. They feel appreciated and so on. And we want to encourage the Department of Health. And we want to extend that also to the private sector yes. to, to do their best to appreciate nurses. And it becomes at a very good time during this COVID-19 where nurses are playing that pivotal role mm. to make sure that our our communities are not uh, compromised and we're trying our level best to curb and make sure that we straighten the curve that Kas- our Kas- people then survive. Kasim Lekwate is my guest. He's an acting general secretary at Donosa. We'll continue our conversation. So many people want to talk to you, Kasim, and also, I suppose, pass our, pass our regards to, to yourself and your colleagues. So I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take your callers. I do see them, and I also see your voice notes as well. It's just 1.30. Let's go to Utsi Lesaku for the very latest in headlines. 
here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 106.2 FM in Tohoyando. Thank you so much for staying with us as we celebrate International Nurses Day. And uh, lots of you I know want to comment. Lots of you want to send your warmest, heartest felt messages to nurses. I am in conversation with Kasim uh, Lekhwati, who is Acting General Secretary at Donosa as well, just also touching on some of the difficult conversations around their challenges as nurses as well. Let's just go to some voice notes before I take your calls. Memotine, you are touching uh, some other parts of uh, of my heart now when you're talking about these nurses. Listen, I remember Mr. Chafta, he's from Ebert Donges Hospital in Worcester. I was in a car accident in 2007 on the 30th of October and my legs couldn't move. And I I was like, okay, now I looked at him and said, sir, am I going to walk again? And he said, yes, with absolute. And I look at his smile and he gave me hope. Bavuma Cape Town. I say shout out to all of those nurses out there. Keep up the good way, guys. We love you. Good day to you, Nalassas. The first home of God are our places of worship where angels are invisible. The second home of God are our hospitals and the angels are our doctors and nurses. A big thank you for your courage, support and dedication on saving lives. God bless you. Thank you from chapter two. All right. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping, Kasim, you've held it together because I'm, I'm battling to hold it together. Gary, you're calling us from Durban. Good afternoon. Good afternoon to you and the listeners. Good afternoon. Go ahead, Gary. Okay. Uh, my daughter is a nurse. Mm-hmm. And at present, she's working in the COVID uh, ward hmm. in one of the private hospitals. And... Uh, you know, she worked uh, last month uh, a couple of days, I think about five days in the ward. Mm-hmm. And then they were tested uh, after two days uh, after the shift. Yes. And uh, she was declared negative uh, of, of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, they were under the... Hello? Yes, I'm listening. I'm right here, Gary. Sorry. They were under the impression that, you know, after every shift that they were going to get tested and then, they, you know, they can be with the families and all that. Mm-hmm. So now, at present now, uh, she's she's worked uh, five a five day shift, uh, a five day continuous shift, mm-hmm. uh, twelve hour shift, which comes to sixty hours uh, for the week. Mm-hmm. So I don't know the labor laws uh, how it works because uh, there's a, there's amount of hours mm-hmm. there's amount of hours that you work for a week, mm-hmm. right? And then uh, this is, seems to be gone beyond that because if you work uh, uh, five times 12 hours you get like 60 hours am I right? Gary, this is not new. I must got to tell you, and Kasim will come in here quickly. Thanks very much for calling again. No, no, I'm not complete. I just want to tell you. Okay. I just want to tell you that now she's got a she's got a two children and mm-hmm. one son is a special needs child mm-hmm. and she's got a three year old as well. Mm-hmm. Now she worked five days. Mm-hmm. And then she's off for, off for another five days, right, without being tested. She cannot see her children. She cannot uh, be with her children. Uh, they are with me at the moment mm. because of this COVID-19 thing. Then she's got to go back uh, again to work for another five days. And then mm-hmm. she's got to wait another couple of days to get tested. 
I mean, this is uh, this is not right on on part of the hospital because of uh, see these hospitals, these private hospitals, they are based on profit uh, thing, like you know. So the first round they tested them after five days. Why couldn't they test them the next five days and allow them to be with their family? Now she's got to go a whole month without seeing her family, without being with the children. She's got a special needs child, and then she's got to be tested after a month. For her to be with her family, Gary, and obviously at the moment she's living in isolation. Am I right? So she can't see the children, as you said. Sorry, I'm saying at the moment she's living in isolation. She cannot see the kids, right? Yeah, at the moment she's in isolation. I mean, uh, it's, it, it disrupts, uh, you know, a, a nurse's old family. You talk about uh, about the mental state of the yes, person, yes. not seeing the children yes. and being in danger of being in the COVID ward yeah. and all those, uh, you know, things. Uh, that uh, that yeah. and they're not they're not even getting paid any danger pay or any uh, like you know bonus is no talk of anything of that sort and all that. Gary, thank you so much for your story. Kasim, I mean, you, you've been at the forefront of this fight for a long time, as you know. I'll give you a chance to respond quickly. But before that, uh, Kasim, let me just take Sebastian, who's been holding for a long time in Cape Town. Uh, Sebastian, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, Gary got in with my point as well, which is about the excessively long uh, shift working hours being imposed by nurses. And mm. uh, now this apply, uh, and it's also besides uh, having a negative effect on the nurses, it also puts, possibly puts ta- uh, patients in danger because maybe they're being attended to by a person who is overtired. Yeah. And this applies to what is done with junior doctors as yeah. well. Yeah. But there's a wider societal issue in that there's also these 12-hour shifts apply in other industries such as security. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have two people working uh, 12-hour shifts, then you've taken away a, a job in a state in a situation of un- national unemployment uh, where three people could work eight-hour shifts and shifts mm-hmm. and there would be an additional job. Mm-hmm. I was told by a nurse when I went in the hospital that the 12-hour shift uh, was had such a disruptive effect on her family life that she wouldn't uh, advocate that her daughter would become a nurse. Sure. Thank you so much for that, Sebastian. Kasim, as I said, you know, this is something that you have been voiced, uh, been voicing for a long time. These shifts are a problem and obviously also linked to the fact that some of these nurses are just trying to get by. The salaries are so small that there is this, um, I'm not sure what they call it, but there is this movement sometimes from the one hospital to another because they're trying to make ends meet, Kasim? Yeah, indeed. Um, nurses are led into temptation and uh, by this low salaries that requires them at times to resort to what we'll call what you wanted to say, moonlighting. Yes, that's the word. And, yes. and, and that, that is not very fair on a nurse. Because she must work in this hospital, move to the next one. The time of rest is very minimal. And those are one of the reasons and factors that cause also fatigue that sets in. And as one of your callers were mentioning that um, people, uh, because of this long shift also, the nurses get um, irritable, they get tired and all those type of things. Those things should be avoided at all costs. So there is a recommendation by the World Health Organization that uh, there was a report which was released on the 9th of April this year that revealed that uh, countries and governments must employ and increase the, the production of nurses 
by at least 8% uh, till after 2030. The, the rationale around that is that we've been working under extreme shortage of staff for a very, very long time. And that is not fair to the communities out there because they expect quality health care. They don't want to be compromised in terms of just having people. I mean, two of us running a ward of 80 patients, 60 patients, is quite a huge number. And that is demoralizing. Further to that, at the end of the day, you don't even get the necessary recognition or appreciation. The community out there, which you are the one you are trying to help, um, and our nurses have never shifted away from that. They've always been dedicated to serve our community with diligence. And, but in the process, they don't get appreciated. And then you've seen in the past the level of violence that is being executed among, among them against the nurses. And this violence, in most cases, is as a result of the frustration of the public out there, blaming the nurses for things they cannot account for. Among other things, one, shortage of medication, the poor food conditions, uh, doctors not turning up to do their rounds, and the nurse doesn't have control literally over those things. And they have to unfortunately take that brand and still show a smile at the end of the day because in the absence of this nurse, you can imagine during this COVID-19 period, if there was no, imagine a world without a nurse, it would have been a catastrophe. Kasim, so you know, on the, this day, yeah. that's where we appreciate, we're pleading with our communities out there, we're pleading with the government to please extend a hand. When, if your neighbor is a nurse and you are in the hospital now and you're listening to me, just turn around and say to the nurse, happy nurses day and thank you, thank you for the efforts you put into. Yeah. Thank you so much for that reflection, Kasim Lukwati. He was an acting general secretary at Donosa. And I'll tell you why I think I'm saying thank you, because it's so easy for us. And we do it all the time, right? We blame government. We blame every institution. Nobody pays them, whatever. But Kasim is saying, can we look at ourselves and how we treat nurses? And and I, I really, really concur with what he's just said, to say, with all the things that we want to complain about, the long hours and how they get treated with, by, by the private sector, by the public sector, what about us and how we treat them? And in fact, I know that there were two nurses very early on um, when we started the shutdown who were asked to leave their homes by their landlords because they were said to be carrying COVID-19 as health practitioners. That's us. That's us, the community that ostracized them. So just a really important thought that Kasim is just sharing with us there. But thank you so much. And yes, once again, happy International Nurses Day to all the nurses out there.